In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, Bill corrects my lame attempt at talking economic theory. We show why everyone should know where Rusheville, Indiana is. And Bill brings a great topic from a roadshow gig he did, how to deal with price buyers. Welcome again back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast in the history of the universe. Here for your sales big, success. Big. My name is Brian Neal. I'm Bill Kasky. And we are here every week. We're off script today. Don't have the binder, flying free. But I feel good because I've got my new headphones on. You like my new headphones, Bill? I love your new headphones. They're not that much different than They're the old not ones. At all. But uh, are they better? They're they are better. I'm I'm not I'm not they're phenomenal. Yeah. I'll let you use them later. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're it's really oh, the really padding really the good. It was 37 years and old. It, it was, they were that 20 year old headphones. So, uh, <laughs> hey, if you haven't uh, checked out our products page, go to the website advancedsellingpodcast.com. Go to the products section. You need to be an all in purchaser. If you've not purchased all in, we get a lot of new listeners all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a great purchase. A great thing to take us with you on the road and help you with uh, some sales coaching as you're out and about in the field. I had a couple of uh, interesting things on my travels. I went to New Orleans for a big conference a while back, and I saw something I never thought I'd see before. You know what I saw? This is where we've come in, in the United States. I saw a homeless person on a cell phone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I'm really? Thinking, this is interesting. You know, sometimes you drive, like, by certain neighborhoods, and you see the neighborhood, and you're like, it's kind of eh, but then everyone's got a satellite dish, yeah, and you're kind of, like, scratching yeah. your head. And I saw this homeless guy with a sign and everything, and he's chatting away on a cell phone <laughs> to his buddy. And I'm thinking, <laughs> this is so good for him. I mean, he's staying connected and he's all those other things. probably doing and a podcast on, I, I thought on being so. homeless. That was kind of interesting, but I'd never seen that before. No, that's um, good. Only in New the, Orleans. The, 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 Only the, in New Orleans. The homeless uh, population group is coming along. I mean, it's got, they're <laughs> getting access to technology, which I think is a good thing. So, anywho. You know, you've done these uh, one-day, two-day workshops, and you had one this week, I did. and I had one. Uh, it's a listener to the Advanced Selling Podcast, and uh, they had me down to Houston, and we did a, a, just a great day. But it's always interesting when you, when when a sales leader or a company takes all their people somewhere, yes. like to these guys were from Seattle and Columbus and all the different areas, and they went to Houston, this beautiful place. It's called the Woodlands Resort. It was really nice. The weather in Houston was just fabulous. It yeah. was. Two days after the Super Bowl was there, so there was a lot of Patriots paraphernalia still for sale. Yeah. Was Brady's jersey still for Brady's sale? Brady's jersey, I, I found <laughs> you it. You found yeah. it. <laughs> and, and then we, we take people down, we spend a lot of money on tickets, and then we go sit in a room for nine hours. <laughs> right. And you, all you can do is see outside, see the, the lush carpet and the golf course <laughs> and, the, and the, uh, the lake. Blue sky. And then it's six o'clock and say, okay, we got about a half hour, and then we got to go have <laughs> dinner. And, and you do that for three days, and, and people are like, you know. And I think that I think we need to figure out how to better use the climate of the of the Amen. places we're going. Yes. and maybe maybe it's uh, morning sessions and then afternoon team building or on the golf course or, or sitting around a fire time. or something. Yeah, right, free time. Right, right. And then come back and work from six to nine. I mean, yeah. there's always that. Yeah, but uh, or you could have since you got the Houston gig, which is wonderful, and I got the Chicago gig. Mine was a little bit different, so it was about a twenty eight <laughs> spitting snow, uh, sitting in traffic on I ninety. Yeah, so I didn't mind sitting inside. It wasn't horrible. At no, all, so. no, you couldn't. But I, I agree with you. It is interesting how we go to we fly down to Miami, to Phoenix, or, Paul, or exactly, Scottsdale, yeah. and we sit in a room for literally six or eight yeah. hours and then run to a bus to go to dinner. Yeah. Exactly and and what is there about the conference rooms in in conference centers or large hotels that are designed for conferences that uh, 
the people, we had a great time. The people were great. But the, the sound system sounded literally like it was coming out of a cell phone. Yeah, right. And I often wonder, did, did some, is this by design or did somebody just miss? Was there just a miss? And over the 10 years, nobody's really said, hey, that sound system is awful. Yeah, I think it's pe- people just do the minimum. Yeah. You know, they just say, well, yeah. we'll just have kind of an app. Well, we have a sound system. They just check it off and say, yeah. we have a sound system that's a Bose surround sound system that makes the room feel like it's alive. Sort of, you don't think yeah. that happens. Yeah. So, you know, mailing and shipping are a routine part of running your business. It keeps your business running, keeps your operations going. But if you're making constant trips to the post office, that's a routine you can do without. You know, we look in our training at high pay activity and low pay activity. If you're like most of us, you end up defaulting to too much low-pay activity, activity and actions that pay you nothing. There's no return, and going to the post office is one of those. Much more convenient way, Stamps.com brings you all the services of the post office right to your desk. You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Print postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail. Hand it to your mail carrier, and off it goes. You'll never waste valuable time going to the post office again. We use Stamps.com at the Advanced Selling Podcast, of course. Right now, sign up for Stamps.com and use our promo code Advanced Selling for this special offer. You get a four-week trial and a $110 bonus offer, including postage and a digital scale. So don't wait. Go to Stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone, top of the homepage, type in Advanced Selling, Stamps.com, enter Advanced Selling. All right, topic today. Um, One of the things that I heard yesterday and I hear from most of my clients, and you hear it too, especially when you first start working with somebody, is this idea of, you know, Bill, you got to understand that I'm in Los Angeles and the Los Angeles market is dog eat dog. Mm -hmm. It's really a price market. People Mm -hmm. don't really care about value there. They care about price. And I've heard this about L.A., I've heard about Miami, heard about New York, heard about Chicago. And then I think, well, wait a minute, there's a whole lot of Rolls Royces in L.A. There's a whole lot of Mercedes, there are big Mercedes in Miami. And I don't think it's a price market. I think sometimes if there's an, uh, a lot of competitors, then it can feel like that because the, the yeah. buyer has lots of different options. So you and I talked about it just briefly, but I, I want to uh, pursue that as a topic, and we didn't really write down a whole no. lot of uh, stuff here. But like winging it. So, um, a, do you hear that? And yes. B, uh, what kind of advice do you give? And I'll share with you some of the advice I gave yesterday. See, this is just a, a case in point of how how different our lives are. Because you get to go to Houston, I had to go to Chicago. See, I hear that you heard about L.A., New York, Miami. I heard about Kokomo, uh, mm. Logan's Port. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rusheville, Elkhart, <laughs> not Rushville. These are all, these are all cities in Indiana. In Indiana, there is Rushville. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Rushville is a real know, price. It's a price. It's a doggy dog world in <laughs> Rushville, <of> Indiana. <laughs> no, but uh, yes, we hear it all the time, and um, it's and it, the hard part I have. So I used to fight this when early in this business when I first started. I used to fight this with these people. So now I take a little different tact is I, I do want to show some empathy for them because in their world, in their mind, they believe that in the moment they say this. That's right. And, That's right. and then I think our job is to help them over time see it a different way. Mm-hmm. And so I think the first thing that, that I come to a client with is to not dismiss it too quickly and to say I, they're saying that for a reason that they believe that, right? And I don't. And so I want to help them see how I might see it differently first. And so I give them some, you know, I'm like, okay, I understand that. And there are some nuances that are probably different. And there are probably some things that they're not looking at mm-hmm. the way that I would coach them to look at. Them. So that's my first. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. So one of my first uh, pieces of advice is that, um, 
you know, when we talk about the selling process that we use, and at some point, a person qualifies themselves as a prospect. So they're a suspect. If they call you on the phone and say, hey, Brian, I want to talk to you about your work, and it's just a suspect, it's not a prospect. Once you get into the discussion, you find out a lot of stuff about that client, then they can become a prospect. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when we're in selling, especially in commodity types of businesses, we don't go through much of a process. We just go right to, hey, you know what? I need a quote on this right now. Yeah. What, what is your quote? Well, it's $29.95. Oh, my God, I can buy that for $23.95 down the road. Yeah. And so we don't go through a process. So we really don't know if we're quoting to prospects or not. Correct. We're quoting to people, suspects, and we think they're buyers, but they may just be shoppers or lookers. They may not be buyers. So yeah. I think the first thing is, are you really quoting a prospect? If you are, you have found out what's their what's their circumstance, what are they trying to accomplish, where is this product going into, are they the decision maker, tell me about price. You're finding out those things. And I think when we get into commodity, we're really not. No, not, not at all. And the first perspective change that I would coach on mentally is to recognize that if it were truly just a price market, and this is the risk, and this is this is kind of harsh for the person. So you're, I'm sure, someone in your in your session raised their hand, and they said, "I'm in this market. It's just you don't understand, but it's really it's just a price. That's mm-hmm. all it is." That's right. The counsel I would give to that person is to be very, very careful with that statement, because if I'm the CEO of that company and that sales rep is convincing me it's just a price market, as quickly as I can, I'm going to get rid of that salesperson and that territory and turn it into some sort of internet delivery. Or inside salesperson. Inside yeah. salesperson that, that just presents pricing. Yeah. And so by defending that point, you're basically saying you don't need a salesperson here because it's just about price. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. That's just a realistic, again, CEOs think this way. Mm-hmm. They go, is it really just about price there? Okay, good. Then I'm going to have um, Sonia here who's 28, just call in and yeah. just send out quotes all day. Yeah. I don't need you who's 45 making 200 grand a year yep. to do that for me. And that's hard for people to hear. Yep. Um, but that's what I believe. So remember what you're doing when you're defending this. You're basically saying that your value as a sales professional in the territory isn't enough to overcome that. Therefore, objective business person says, well, I, then I don't need Why that do role. I need that Why do I need that yep. role? That's tough yep. for people to hear and, and swallow, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, my uh, second thought on this links directly to that, and that is, are you bringing value commensurate with the premium that you are apparently charging? Yeah. And uh, and I, I said yesterday that if if a person doesn't feel like they're losing anything by not working with you, then they probably shouldn't work with you. If they don't feel like they pay a price not to work with Brian Neal or to yeah. with somebody, then their best decision may be just price. Yeah. And so then the question is, okay, well, if that's true, then how does one bring value in distinguishing you from the other people? Mm-hmm. And we've done a lot of podcasts on that, and we can continue. But you've got to you've got to really say to yourself and be rigorously honest and self-aware enough to say, if they don't buy from me, are they giving anything up? That's right. And yeah. if they aren't? They should, right? They should go to a, a cheaper, less expensive yeah. thing. Um, the other the other thing to think about here, just be uh, in, in the spirit of just macroeconomics or microeconomics, whichever you want to label it. If you just look at the, um, the the typical kind of bell curve distribution of pricing and premium things, there are lots of Ford Tauruses sold and not very many Rolls Royces. So numerically, things that are priced high, there are fewer of those people that buy. That's just mm-hmm. kind of a ma- microeconomic um yeah, I love. But it's a law of supply and demand, and it it's, is. You know, it's price fluctuation theorem. I'm blowing this, and I loved economics. Yeah. So I did really well it's been on a this, while. but I clearly you take you know, went class. to the wrong school. <laughs> Seriously, you get what I'm saying. 
Uh, so you've got to recognize that if you're in a premium price. Whenever deal, you can't explain something, you always just you just have to say, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> I do, no. do, do, do. You understand what I'm no, trying yeah, to say. Yeah, really, yeah. I don't. But so, anyway, so let's move yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, I just flipped the podcast player thing to times two, so I can get past this BS that Brian's <laughs> rambling through. Um, that uh, there are fewer people. If you're a higher price, there are fewer people. So you just have to be more efficient in the sales process to find the people that will pay. I think what we try to do is yeah, we take the higher price exactly. thing and apply it to the masses. <clears throat> higher price things don't apply to masses, right? More people, I think, foot traffic-wise, go to Walmart than go to Nordstrom. Absolutely. Right? Because it's more expensive to go to Nordstrom. And so foot traffic, but the margins are lower. They're better at Nordstrom, so it's a different thing. So you got to think that you're you're looking, you're going to have to look maybe farther and deeper and longer to find the one that will pay the premium for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And so then your job as a sales professional is to be efficient through that process mm -hmm. to find them sooner. So to find the pro to to burrow through all the suspects to get yes, to the prospects, exactly what you're saying earlier. Who yes. are willing to pay you exactly? Yes, yeah. who say it's worth it to me to pay for that extra safety or to have that extra service or whatever that is? Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I said that too yesterday, and that is that not everybody's a prospect. Tiffany's is not going to open a store in what's one of the poorer states in in the hills of West Virginia. Right, they're just not going to open there. Right. And they're going to open where their customers are, and same yeah. with same with. So it's the same with you. Is you got to figure out who is your ideal customer, and that's one thing that the guys that uh, one of the fellows I worked with yesterday, he really didn't have a clear understanding yeah. of wh who his ideal customer was yeah. because it's hard to defend not calling on someone if you haven't really done the work right. to say who is and who isn't. That's a great bit of advice there because what that help that helps you in the efficiency. So now you know what you're looking for. So when you don't see it, you can move on more quickly instead of trying to turn every single one of those into the price or yeah. into the uh, high premium buyer yeah. type person. Yeah. The last bit of tactical as advice as I would give. Macro it's not, or micro. It's not, no, I'm going to stay away from that. <laughs> no. Um, is something that you, you taught and talk about is the word economics instead of price and budget and fee. Mm -hmm. And you're to me, what I like to teach clients is to say you're a facilitator of a discussion around the money. You're not just having this linear, how much is it? It's this, that's too much sort of thing. It's a broad d discussion, and you're the facilitator. And you, that discussion has to include a connection between the motive or emotional reason mm -hmm. that they want something to the fee, the extra percentage they're going to pay you. And you, you facilitate the conversation and let them decide. What we find people do too often, I think, is wrong, is they try to defend, defend it on it. their yeah, side, defend, right? And say, yeah. well, you get this, and it's full service, and we have 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's more to me like, here's what it is, and here's what you get for that. What we have to decide together, and it's more you than me, is, is that worth the differential you're going to pay me versus the other deal? Mm -hmm. And I can't answer that for you, but let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think mm -hmm. is the tactical trick. You've got to be willing to have that yes. discussion. Yes. And without getting into defensive without, mode. right. Or attack mode because yes. sometimes defensive mode can also become attack mode. Well, you're you're not you know you, you don't see the difference in that. Right. And but I like yes. that idea of facilitating the discussion. The numbers have to work. Yes. And yes. if the numbers work in in the customer's favor by buying from you, they will buy from you all day long. Correct. And if the numbers don't work, they won't. So how do you distinguish yourself? Are you really calling on people who are committed to yeah. your price point? Yes, and uh, a lot of times I think also I had uh, somebody here a couple of weeks ago say, you know, I'm not sure where our company lands on 
what we're who we are. Mm. So it's obvious where Saks and Tiffany's land. They land at the upper echelon. Yeah. But you know, you hear all the time where a company goes out of business and, and the advisors and the consultants say they never knew who their customer was. Yeah, right. They were kind of in the middle. Right. They were not low end and they were not high end. They were just in that arbitrary. Interesting. Middle. That's good. So if you're a, a VP of sales or CEO and you're listening to this and you think your people might have a little difficulty in determining, then you've got to help them. You've got to say, look, here are our ideal clients. Anybody above that? Nope. Anybody below that? Yep. Nope. We, this is our niche. I will tell you too, I believe there are a lot of sales people that listen to this show that feel that way and they need to forward this episode to their CEO or VP of sales because I think a lot of people struggle with that because what they hear is we're high price premium and go out and get 90% of the market share, sell everybody, yeah. right? And it doesn't make any sense at all. So there's your challenge, people. You forward this on. now. If you And then if you have a sales meeting, if it's in L.A., Miami, or Houston, call Bill. If it's in North Dakota, Rusheville, <laughs> um, or uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, call me. That's great. <laughs> you know, the thing I remember about Rusheville is, do you know what I'm going to say? No. What What is Rusheville known for? Oh, that's a great question. In Indiana. I don't know. There was a... It's in like Tornado Alley. <laughs> okay. And back in the 70s, there was like three straight years where Rusheville got destroyed oh, by, these off, by these terrible tornadoes. It was like the huh. tornado just came, well, where's Rusheville? Where are all the mobile homes? <laughs> right there they are. Boom. And so it just destroyed the town. And I, that's how I remember Rusheville. I didn't know that. Or Rusheville, as I used yeah, to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rusheville, as we say in Indiana. So. All right. Well, good. Good, stuff. good topic today. And uh, if you want to bring us out to do any kind of training with your team, we'd love to do it. Brian and I are both on the road doing that uh, over the next couple months. So send us a note to listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. By the way, sorry for my throat. I'm, I got a little... Uh, well, you've been you traveling can, and I don't know what that does to you. airplanes yeah, exactly. and speaking and... Uh, All the above. Way too much dessert. And, that happens, doesn't that's it? That's right. So anyway, uh, make sure that you also go to iTunes and leave us a review. We love reviews. And check out the products page all in at advancedsellingpodcast.com. See you next time. See you. Bye. Bye.